Amen. Of course, before I begin, I do want to thank Pastor Jimenez again for the opportunity to be able to preach to you guys. It's always an honor, and I don't take it lightly, so thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity. And so we're there in Jeremiah chapter number 6. In Jeremiah 6, as we read the chapter, we said Jeremiah foretells of the destruction from the Lord coming upon the nation of Judah. Jeremiah 6, look at verse number 1 again. The Bible says, O ye children of Benjamin, again, gather yourselves to flee out of the midst of Jerusalem and blow the trumpet in Tekoa and set up a sign of fire in Bethacharim. Notice, for evil appeareth out of the north, and notice, and great destruction. Verse number four, notice what it says. It says, prepare ye war against her. Arise and let us go up at noon. Woe unto us, for the day goeth away, for the shadows of the evening are stretched out. Arise and let us go by night. Notice, and let us destroy her palaces. So all throughout Jeremiah 6, Jeremiah telling the nation of Judah that God is going to destroy you, O nation of Judah, that there is war coming, great destruction coming, that there is war coming, that it says, woe unto us. And you say, why? Well, look at verse number six. The Bible says, for thus hath the Lord of hosts said, hew ye down trees and cast them out against Jerusalem. This is the city to be visited. You say, why? Notice, she is holy oppression in the midst of her. You see, God was not pleased with his people and how they were living their lives. They're saying all their life, she is holy oppression in the midst of her. You see, God was not pleased with his people and the lifestyle that they were living in. Notice verse number 13, God describes for us the kind of life that his people were living at this time. Jeremiah 6, verse number 13, the Bible says, notice, for from the least of them, even unto the greatest of them. Notice saying the whole nation, from the least to the greatest, everyone is given to covetousness. Notice, and from the prophet, even unto the priest, Everyone dealeth falsely. He's saying, look, the whole nation, they're all just dealing in covetousness. They're all dealing in lies, and they're not dealing in the truth. They're all just dealing falsely. Verse number 14, they have healed also the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly, saying, peace, peace, notice, when there is no peace. See, God needed someone to go in there and to rip some face and tell it how it is to God's people and say, look, things are not the way they should be. You're not living right. But no, we have prophets saying, peace, peace. But God said, no, there was no peace. Verse 15, notice, were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? Nay, they were not at all ashamed. Neither could they blush. Therefore, they shall fall among them that fall. Notice, at the time that I visit them, they shall be cast away, saith the Lord. And so you see Jeremiah just foretelling destruction, ripping face, saying, look, God is not pleased. Destruction from the north is coming. There's going to be war. God is not happy with how you're living. Look, all of them. They're all given to covetousness. They're dealing in lies. And in verse 16, we have a famous verse that I want to focus on tonight as the verse of the sermon tonight. In verse 16, Jeremiah says this. He says, notice, thus saith the Lord. He said, stand ye in the ways and see and ask, notice, for the old paths. And the title of my sermon tonight is the old paths. You know, and I love that phrase, the old paths. You know, that is a good phrase. And look, we live in a day where people don't like, don't like old things, Right? They don't like ancient things or things that are just old, right? Because, you know, we're living in a modern society, right? But you know what? We should love the old paths. And Jeremiah is saying, look, stand in the ways, see, and ask for the old paths. You see, I notice, where is the good way? He says, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. So tonight I'm preaching on the old paths. Look, and the old paths work for us in 2023. Keep placing in Jeremiah. Go to Ecclesiastes 1, if we go to Ecclesiastes chapter 1. Keep placing in Jeremiah. And look, the old paths are the way that we should be living our lives. Jeremiah says, look, stand in the way, see, and ask for the old paths, the way that you should be living your life. 
And he calls it the good way, right? He says, it's the good way. And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. And look, thank God for our church. You know, our church is very unique because, you know, look, we are a traditional, independent, fundamental Baptist church. You think about the word fundamental, you know, what's more, what's more ancient than being just a fundamental Baptist Christian in America today? Like, that should be, like, we should be holding up all these traditions. We should be upholding the old paths. In our church, that's what we do. We're the pillar and ground of the truth, the pillar and ground of those old paths. Like, this is a good term. And yes, while the world is progressing and waxing worse and worse and wickedness is abounding, you know, as God's people, we should be holding up the old fundamental truths, not changing what we believe, changing how we live to change to the old paths. And you may sit here and say, you say, you know, Deacon, it's 2023, you know, Brother Oliver, do the old paths really work? Well, as we're going to read the chapter, we're going to see that Jeremiah dealt with the same things that we deal with in 2023 today. Ecclesiastes 1, look at verse number 9. Famous verse, you know this verse, Ecclesiastes 1, 9, the Bible says, The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done. Notice, and there is no new thing under the sun. You know, this, the same chapter that we're going to go through, the same sermon that Jeremiah was preaching to his people, the nation of Judah at this time, is the exact same sermon that we need today. And today, look, we need to uphold those old paths. Verse number 10, is there anything whereof it may be said, see, this is new? Notice, it hath been already of old time, which was before us. See, look, what we see today is the same thing that Jeremiah saw back in the day. And don't, we shouldn't have this attitude that says, you know, these old paths, that worked back then, but they don't work today. Well, it's funny, but here in Jeremiah, thousands of years ago, you know, they, they probably said the same thing. Oh, Jeremiah, you're just, you're upholding, you're so traditional, upholding those old paths. And look, you know, our pastor, thank God, is a man who upholds the old paths, amen. upholds the truth. But you know what? God's people should be the ones saying, amen, pastor. And we have Jeremiah preaching to God's people, and yet they're just throwing shade on Jeremiah. They're just disdaining Jeremiah. They don't want to hear it. Maybe we see Jeremiah doing, say, upholding those old paths. Go back to Jeremiah 6 if you would. You can lose your place in Ecclesiastes. Go to, go to Jeremiah chapter 6. And look, tonight we should be living in the old paths. We should ask, we should stand, verse 16, in the ways. See and ask for those old paths and walk through. And why? So we can find rest for our souls. And tonight there's four things that God wants us to do with the old paths. You say, what is that? Well, number one, God wants us to see the old paths. Jeremiah 6, look at verse number 16. Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways, notice, and see. He just says, I want you to see. I want you to take note of those old paths. You know, what does it mean to just see something? It means that you're aware of, of it being there, right? You can see the way the world is living. You can see how people are living their lives. You're not blind to the situation, and Jeremiah, he was a man, he was not blind to tell they were living. Like he's saying, look, the, the city is wholly given to oppression. Everyone's dealing in covetousness. Everyone's dealing falsely. And God says, look, I just want you to see, could you be aware of the old paths? So what does God want us to do? Number one, he wants us to see the old paths. But you know, what are the old paths? Well, let's look at the current path. Let's look at the new path, the current path that God's people are living in. And as we go through this list and description, we can see this applies to 2023 today. Jeremiah 6, look at verse number 10. Number one, we see that people were disregarding the word of God. Jeremiah 6, verse 10, the Bible says, to whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear? God's saying, look, who, who am I going to talk to 
that's going to listen to the word of God, that's going to apply the word of God. He's saying, to whom shall I speak and give warning that they may, that they may hear? Behold, notice, their ear is uncircumcised, and they cannot hearken. Behold, the word of the Lord is unto them a reproach. What a sad verse, that the word of God was a reproach to these people at this time. What is a reproach? The reproach means that they, they disdained the word of God. They hated the word of God. And look, this is the kind of life that people live in 2023 today. Today, the world wants to disdain and disregard the word of God. In verse 10, notice what he says. It says, they have no delight in it. No pleasure in the word of God. You see, what were the paths? What were these new current paths that these people were living in? Well, they were disregarding the word of God. And look, this is the world that we live in today. Where the world out there, they want to disregard everything that the Bible says, and they want to bring in some new path. Now, let me tell you how you should raise your kids. You don't have to spank your kids. Your kids can tell you what to do. Your kids can yell at you. They can smack you in the face. They can run all over you. No, you don't have to submit to your husband. You don't have to submit to your pastor, to your boss. Submission, that is so old school. That is so fundamental. Like, what are you, in, living in ancient times? See, they want to bring in this new path, this new way of doing things, this new way of how to run your home, how to live your life, how to be a Christian, how to look, how to dress, how to think. This new path that people are just not, they're just so blind to it. And look, the world, obviously, look, they don't know any better because they are blind. The God of the, this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. They need the light of the glorious gospel to have an understanding of what the Bible actually says so they can apply it. But here we see Jeremiah telling God's people, look, the word of the Lord is a reproach unto you. What a sad statement. Look, if anyone should be delighting in the word of God, it should be God's people today. Amen. Look, so when it comes to the preaching, look, you should say amen and just, and just love the word of God, whether, whether it rubs you the wrong way. Right. See, because here's the thing. Look, you may be going down a path that is not in the old paths. Right. You may be living a life that, that, you know, pastor preaches against or doing a sin or doing something that is not in accordance to a principle from the Bible. And it's not, oh, well, you know, that's just pastor's opinion. Oh, you know, that's just, that's so, you know, we're, we're just so modern now. We're just so brand new now. We have so much technology. We're just so much smarter now. Those old paths don't work today. And we see God's people even today disdaining and reproaching the word of God. You see, what do we see in the current, the current these new paths of God's people? They are disregarding the word of God. Not just that, number two, they were discontent with what God has given them. Verse number 13, notice what it says in verse 13. Again, for from the least of them, even unto the greatest of them, everyone is given to, notice, covetousness. These people were, because look, when you're covetous, you're discontent. And God, Jeremiah said, look, all of them, they're all given to covetousness. And look, this is 2023 America today where the, the world is just all about you purchasing things. You just have to have the brand name clothes. I mean, you can't, you can't go to the store without wearing the Armani or the Gucci. You know, you can't, you can't just drive an old beat-up Honda Civic. No, you need the Mercedes. You can't just live in Del Paso Heights. You know, and, and we live in a world that's just pushing, pushing what? Covetousness. And it leads God's people to be discontent. Look, as God's people, we should be content with what we have. Amen. Keep placing in Jeremiah 6, go to Hebrews 13, if you put Hebrews chapter number 13. You see, what are these new paths? It's a path of disregarding the word of God. It's a path of being discontent with what God has given you. Jeremiah is saying, look, from the least of them to the greatest of them, all of them, they're, they're, they're just covetous. And if you find yourself being covetous, look, you're going to find yourself just being discontent in life. And look, God is not against you having things. 
But when it causes you to be discontent with what you have, then, you know, that, that's, that's not a good sign. That's the wrong path. See, the path of a Christian, the good way, the old path, is a life that says, you know what, I am happy and content with what God has given me. Yeah. Hebrews 13, look at verse number five. Let your conversation, notice, be without covetousness. Talking about your lifestyle, how you live. Let your conversation be without covetousness. Always desiring things that you don't have or you don't need, that they don't belong to you. And look, there's nothing wrong with progressing yourself in life. But look, when you just desire things that you don't have and it makes you discontent, God's not happy with that. Right. Let your conversation be without covetousness, notice, and be content. And look, there's some things that, that when you read the Bible, they're just, they're just black and white. And look, being content, guess what? It's a command. God said, be content. And if you're someone who's just always discontent, look, that is a sin. God says, be content, like, like, like it's a choice that you make. Be content with such things as ye have, for he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. See, our contentment should come in the fact that we're saved, that he will never leave us, he, he will never forsake us, but we live in a world that is pushing, no, 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 this new path, this new way of life says you have to have the brand new iPhone, you just have to have the new whatever gadget that just came out, or you just can't be happy. But look, God says, no, no, ask, look for the old paths. A way of life that is not wrapped up in the value of things, but in the value of God. And that which is valuable. Where your content doesn't come from some outward source that can be taken away, but it comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, what is this current path that we live in that Jeremiah was dealing with that, yes, is applicable in 2023 today? We see people disregarding the word of God discontent with what God has given them. Not just, back, not just that, go back to Jeremiah 6. Not only did they disregard the word of God, they were discontent, but they desired lies over truth. They desired lies over truth. This new path, like this new path of life, people want to be lied to. And like you could, whatever situation, you could find a teacher for anything. And like you can find, you can go, on, go online and you can find any reprobate, foolish teacher just want just to eat your ears. And this is what God's people, they were, they were desiring lies over truth. Jeremiah 6, 14, notice, they have healed also the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly, saying, notice what they said, saying, peace, peace, in verse 14, when there was no peace. See, these people, they wanted to be lied to. They wanted, they wanted Jeremiah to just rubber stamp their sin, rubber stamp their life, saying, you know what, you're just good to go do whatever you want. Peace, peace. But Jeremiah said, no, no, there is no peace. See, these people wanted the preacher just to prove whatever sin they were doing. And they desired lies over the truth. And, like, and it makes sense for the world to do this, right? It makes sense because the world's not saved, that they have their false teachers, they have whatever person wants to teach them, whatever they want to teach them that is not biblical, and they desire that. But, you know, when God's people go outside of the word of God, to desire some, some new teaching that is not biblical, it's like, why would you want to be lied to? Look, we live in a day where people want to heap to themselves teachers having itching ears that turn people from the truth unto vain jangling and foolishness. Look, we should desire truth over anything else. Amen. And thank God for Verity Baptist Church. Amen. Verity, the word truth, Amen. that we uphold the truth. This is what makes this church so great is that when you hear the preaching, it's preaching from the word of God because it's the truth. And look, whether it robs, rubs you the wrong way, look, that's a good thing. Praise the Lord for it. Amen. But never desire a lie over truth. And we see God's people turning from the old paths 
And they want this new path of what? Of disregarding the Bible. This new path of living a life of just covetousness. This new path of just desiring lies over truth. That ought to be us. But not just that, in 15, not only that, but number four, they were desensitized to sin. And like, this is a big one in 2023. That God's people, in the time of Jeremiah, they were just desensitized to sin. Verse number 15, notice what it says. It says, were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? Like, he's asking this question. Were they not ashamed of what they were doing? Were they not ashamed when they heard the preaching? It says, notice, nay, they were not at all ashamed. Notice, neither could they blush. You know, what a sad day when a sin gets ripped on, gets preached on, and you know, God's people, they don't even blush at it. They're not ashamed of doing it. And we live in a day, look, this is what the devil wants. The devil wants to desensitize you to sin. You see, how does it happen? Look, and I'm going to bring this up because, like, I was shocked at it. That pastor said that, you know, parents let their kids watch R-rated movies. And that's the first I'd heard of it. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what in the world? What are you doing to your kids? Putting them in front of an R-rated movie? And you say, I wonder why God's people are desensitized to sin. Well, you're putting the filth and wickedness in their face and letting them watch some sodomite probably on the screen. Why would they not grow up and be desensitized to sin? Is this, what, is this what God wants from us as God's people? That we get to the place that, you know what, we're not even ashamed of it? Keep everybody saying, go to Romans 7, if you Romans 7. It says, notice, were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? Nay, they, weren't, they were not at all ashamed. They say, oh, it's okay. That's just, you know, that's just pastor preaching those old paths. He's so fundamental. The way he lives his life, it's, it's, so, it's not 2023. We're so modern now, and we get desensitized to sin. And look, there's some preaching that happens that we should say amen. Look, when it comes to preaching against like alcohol and drugs, look, we need those sermons. Because look, it is a shame. It is a shame to drink alcohol. It is a shame to smoke. It is a shame to be on drugs. Look, it is a shame to let your kids watch, the t- for you as a Christian, to watch the wicked filth of the world. Romans chapter number seven, notice what the Bible says. Again, notice what the Bible says. Romans seven, verse 12. Romans 7, 12, it says, notice, wherefore the law is holy, and the commandment holy, and just, notice, and good. And like it says that the law is, not only is it holy, it's also just and good. And that's what God wanted for his people. He wanted the old paths, why? Notice, wherein is the good way. And the law, the law is good. Was that, verse 13, that which is good made death unto me? God forbid, but sin, that it might appear sin, working death in me by that which is good. Notice that sin by the commandment might become exceeding sinful. You know, sin ought to become exceeding sinful as you grow in the Lord more and more in life. And you ought not to be comfortable just like talking about sin, watching sin, being in sin. Look, we to, there's some things that God's people, we ought to just be ashamed about. Go to Ephesians 5, Ephesians chapter 5. But here we see God's people, no, no, they want some new path. They don't want a man of God ripping face against sin. They just want, they, they, they want the man of God saying, peace, peace. You can live however you want, do whatever you want. But God said, no, look, no, there is no peace. Ephesians 5, look verse number 10, the Bible says, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. You know, you ought to be proving things, trying things. The Bible says, test the spirits, whether they be of God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. You got to prove the things that you do in life. It says proving what is, notice, acceptable 
not to you, not to how you feel, but proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. You know, what does God think about this? Notice, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Notice, but rather reprove them. Say, you don't know that's wrong. We shouldn't be watching that. We shouldn't be doing that. We shouldn't even be joking about that. Reprove them. Say, you know what? No, I'm a Christian. I don't do that stuff. I'm a Christian. I don't talk about that. I'm a Christian. I don't promote that guy. I'm a Christian. I don't do whatever that is because it's, it's a sin. And while you may look at your pastor and say, oh, he's so old-fashioned. He's so fundamental. You know what? Praise the Lord. Because you know what? He's leading you to do what? To stand in the ways and see and identify this new path, which is actually the old path the right path that you should be living. Notice verse 12, again, Ephesians 5, 12, for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. God's saying, look, there's some things that you ought to just be ashamed of just talking about. And look, this is, this is what the Bible says. And we see God's people just disregarding the word of God, discontent with what God has given them, desiring lies over truth, desensitized to sin. And Jeremiah says, look, 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 this path that you're on is not the right path. He said, stand in the ways, and I want you to see and take note of the path that you're on. Go back, if you would, to Jeremiah 6, if you would. Jeremiah 6. So God tells his people, he wants you to wake up. You see, the, the new paths, these current paths, oh, they're, they're very much alive today. People who are disregarding the word of God discontent, desiring lies over truth, desensitized to sin. That's the current path. You say, what are the old paths? You're in Jeremiah 6. Go to Jeremiah 7 if you would. Jeremiah 7, in verse 23. You know what it is, Jeremiah 7, 23. The old paths are what? They're the commandments of the Lord. Jeremiah 7, verse 23. But this thing commanded I them, saying, notice, obey my voice, and I will be your God, and he shall be my people. Notice, and walk ye in all the ways, notice, that I have commanded you. You see, the path that you should be walking is when God says, obey my voice. Walk ye in all the ways that I have commanded you. See, the old paths that the world wants, even Christianity wants to do with the old paths. You see, how do you know? Because look, nobody's, I mean, the vast majority of Christians are not out there preaching the word of God. They want to they just give you the feel-good message not preach the sin. Make sure, you, make sure that you're happy. Tell you peace, peace. But God says, no, the old paths are when we uphold the commandments of the Lord. Amen. Obey my voice. Walking all the ways that I've commanded you, that notice, it may be well unto you. See, it, it, it's, they hear this preaching, they think, oh, it's just so harsh. It's just so difficult. No, 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 no. This is the good way, that it may be well unto you. Verse 24 but they hearken not, nor incline their ear. What a sad statement. Notice, but walked in the counsels and in the, and in the imagination of their evil heart. See, these people, they saw the path that Jeremiah talked about. They weren't oblivious to it. They knew what Jeremiah was saying. They knew what pastor was saying. They knew what the Bible says. God is saying, like, just obey my voice. He's pleading with them. Walk in the ways that I've commanded you. Do what the Bible says. But sadly, God's people say, you know what? No, I'm going to walk in the counsels and in the, in the imagination of their evil heart. And look, this ought not to be you. I mean, you can do what you want. 
But he, can, can you see the paths? Can you just identify the paths? You say, where's the good path? Which way should I take? Well, take the old path. Where's the good way that hasn't changed? It hasn't changed. It's the commandments of the Lord, and you should find rest unto your souls. But notice what it says in, in verse 24. It says, and went backward and not forward. And look, this is, this is the problem with people. I feel like is that they think that the old leads to no progress. But here the Bible says, no, no, no. When you don't walk in the counsel of the Lord, you're actually walking backwards and not forward. You're actually not progressing in life. And people think, well, if I just forsake the Bible, if I just forsake the preaching, if I forsake what the Bible says, can I just do this other thing and walk in my own path? And they think they're going to progress somehow in their life. But God says, no, no, no. When you do that, you're going to walk backward and not forward. And look, God doesn't want us to do that. And look here, Jeremiah 6, he's pleading with his people. He's saying, look, the path that you're on is not the right path. And I want you to see and just take note of the old path, the path that's always been there, that's in the word of God, walking in the commandments of the Lord. Why? Because this new path is a life that leads backwards. There is no progress. You see, what does God want us to do? Number one, he wants us to see the old paths. But number two, God wants us to go back to Jeremiah 6, 16, if we're Jeremiah 6.16. Number two, God wants us to ask for the old paths. I don't know about you, but I love this verse. Verse 16, thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways and see, notice, and it says, ask for the old paths. You know, you in your life, you ought to just desire the old paths. You ought to just be someone who just desires to live the Christian life. Life. You know, I remember when I first got saved, I was blessed that my, my wife grew up in a, in a pastor's home. So I saw what a Christian home was like when I first got saved. And I'd go to their house and spend time with them. And I felt like it was, it was a life of peace and joy. They didn't, have, they didn't have the chaos that the world has. And you know what? They didn't need the things that the world needs. When I went, when I, went, when I was there, there was just... It was just fun. It was clean. It, was, it felt good. It felt safe. It felt peaceful. It felt, it felt like a break from the world. But we should desire that. And God says, I want you to ask for the old past. I want you to desire a life that is not what the world offers you, but what the Bible offers you. Keep, keep replacing Jeremiah. Go back to Ephesians 2, if you would. I didn't tell you this, but keep replacing Ephesians, if you would. Go back to Ephesians chapter 2. See, God wants us to ask for the old paths. Desire the old paths. And look, the world, they don't know or live in, in the good way. Look, the world, they, they, they have all these things that they want to offer you and show you so that you can live some sort of better life. But really, there's not going to be satisfaction there. Because the only satisfaction for a Christian is in the things of the world. But see, the world doesn't know that. But you must understand this, is that the world, they are on a path that is not the good path, that is not the right way. This new path that wants to lie to you and deceive you and to get you to get away from the commandments of the Lord and to go into some other direction. Ephesians 2, look at verse number 2, the Bible says, We're in time past. You walked according to, notice in Ephesians 2, 2, according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air. And you read these verses, 
And you, the world wants you to think that they have this freedom, that, they, that they're just choosing this life that makes them fulfilled and happy, that's just away from the Word of God, away from the commandments, and away from those old fundamental traditions. They want to lie to you like they have this freedom. But look, God says, no, they're walking down this course, and, but it's, it's, it's made by someone. It's engineered by someone. This course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, notice, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. See, God wants you to not desire the path of the world. A world that wants to lie to you and make you think that's freedom, that's actually bondage out there. Because true freedom is found in the Bible. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Freedom for a Christian is found when you obey the commandments of the word of God. But you and I, we have to desire that. In Colossians 3, the Bible says this. It says, for ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. See, the Christian life is like the search in life. You, you know, when somebody gets saved, you think about it. When somebody gets saved, they, they don't just get saved and just know what the Bible says and just automatically know how to live their life and know what to do. No, they are on this search. And look, this is your life. Your life is hid with Christ in God. Go to Matthew 13, if you go to Matthew 13. And look, you had a desire for this search. Desire to become the Christian that God wants you to be. And look, don't get to the place where you, where you say, well, I just don't care. No, God wants you to desire to ask for the old paths. Look, when you, when you come to church, you should just ask, you know, Lord, help me to become a better Christian. Matthew 13, look verse number 44. Matthew 13, 44, the Bible says, again, notice, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field. And look, that's the Christian life. The kingdom of heaven, verse 44, is like unto, it's this treasure. It's something that is of value. And like, think about that. The Christian life has this value that the world, the world doesn't understand, nor can they see it. But you can have this hid treasure, this treasure that's hid in a field. Notice, the which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. And look, the, the idea is that the Christian life is so valuable that this man is willing to give up everything he has for that, for that hid treasure. And look, this is your life. Your life, when you get saved, you're on this search. And look, you know it's true. You know that if you've grown in the Christian life, if you've been a Christian for however many years, you never imagined that you'd be where you are today before you got saved. I know for me, I never imagined myself being behind a pulpit, preaching a sermon, having... 190 people look at me, you know? That's embarrassing, right? You never, you never picture that. But you know what? Like, you, you don't know what God has for you. And your life, your life is hid with Christ in God. The Christian life is this treasure that you're constantly searching for. And that's what, that's what you got to see the Christian life as. Is that, you know, when pastor preaches, and, you know, pastor's great at, at giving out these little nuggets from the Bible and making us see things that we just never saw before. Like, oh, man, I never saw it like that. But, you know, that's just, that's just a little nugget, not a little treasure for you. But when you apply the Word of God in your life, it'll take you to places that you're, you're, you're sitting here today, but you don't know where it's going to lead you. It's like this treasure that you're willing to forsake all. And think about that. This man is willing to sell all that he hath and for joy buy at that field. But yet the Christian life, the devil comes along and just offers you whatever he offers you. An extra dollar an hour for this job to get away from the Christian life. An extra 50 cents an hour just to move, you know, to leave the Christian life. 
And he offers you whatever to leave this treasure that you could have had, but yet you forsook it for just for nothing of value. See, the Christian life is something you should desire. You should ask for the old paths. You see, how do you ask or how do you seek? You got to seek or ask through prayer. You know, you got to pray and ask God to help you down those old paths. Go if you would to um, Matthew 7, if you would, Matthew chapter 7. Because look, God tells Jeremiah, say, look, thus saith the Lord, stand in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. I want you to ask for it. I want you to desire it. You see, how do you seek for it? Well, you seek through prayer. You got to ask God, pray to God. You know, God wants you to pray to him and ask him for things. And look, if you earnestly desire for God to help you in your life, whatever, whatever, wherever you find yourself, look, God can help you. Matthew 7, verse number 7, notice, ask, and it shall be given you. Now look, God said, ask for the old paths. He said, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Again, this idea that, look, we're on the search for this hid treasure of the Christian life. And what's amazing is that, look, the church that God has for you, it's really only meant for you. you. Wherever God has you in your life, with your family, with the people that you influence, with your spouse, with your children, your grandchildren, with your church, this life that God has only for you, it's his hid treasure, and God wants you to desire that. Amen. Verse number nine, or what man is there of you whom if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? See, how do you seek the old paths? You gotta ask for it. You gotta say, Lord, give me some wisdom. Look, the Bible says, if any of you, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, which gives it to all men liberally. God can give you that wisdom. God can help you become a better Christian in life. God can help you overcome that sin if you would just desire the good way, desire those old paths. You see, how do you seek the old paths? You seek through prayer. But not just that, you seek through wise counsel. Go back to Jeremiah, if you would, Jeremiah chapter number five. You gotta seek the old paths through wise counsel. Jeremiah five. In Jeremiah five, I find this interesting story. Here we have Jeremiah saying this, Jeremiah five one, it says, notice, run ye to and fro, through the streets of Jerusalem, and see now and know. Notice, and seek in the broad places thereof. Jeremiah is saying, look, I want you to run and, and just run around and look. Look everywhere. Look in those broad places. Thereof, notice what it says, if you can find a man. He's saying, I want you to find just one man. If there be any that executeth judgment, that seeketh the truth, and I will pardon it. Jeremiah is saying, look, I want you to go through the streets and just find one. Just one guy. And like, you know, all you need in life is just one good influence in life. Just one person to give you the truth. Just one person to change your life. And Jeremiah said, look, just find one man. Verse two, and though they say, the Lord liveth, surely they swear falsely. O Lord, are not thine eyes open to the truth? Thou hast stricken them, but they have not grieved. Thou hast consumed them, but they have refused to receive correction. They have made their faces harder than a rock. They refuse to return. Verse four, therefore I, Jeremiah said, surely these are poor. 
They are foolish, for they know not, notice, the way of the Lord, nor the judgment of their God. And this is what Jeremiah decides to do in verse number five. He said, I will get me unto the great men, and I will speak unto them, for they have known the way of the Lord and the judgment of their God. See, Jeremiah is saying, look, I want you to find just one man, just one person who's living right, one who executes judgment, one who desires the truth, one who seeks the truth. And Jeremiah says here, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get me into the great men. And look, just being old doesn't make you great. Because obviously great, we're talking about somebody who is older. But what is a great man? It's somebody who has, notice in verse 5, known the way of the Lord and the judgment of their God. You know, you can be old, you know, physically, but if you're not living in the ways of the Lord, I mean, that's not really great. See, great, because look, our pastor's, my pastor's younger than me. He's younger than many of us in this room. But what makes him great is that he has known the way of the Lord for years, yea, decades, Amen. and walked in those judgments. See, all you need is just one man to influence you, just one man to give you the right counsel, just one man to help you in the Christian life. But look, in the same way, all you need is just one man to destroy your life. Look, one sinner destroyeth much good. If you allow the wrong influence in your life to draw you away from the right paths, the old paths, into these new paths that make you discontent, that make you disregard the word of God, that make you desensitized to sin, look, you will go backward and not forward. But all you need is just one man who is a great man, who has known the way of the Lord to help you go down those old paths, who will do it, who will uphold the truth of the Bibles, who will say, you know what, no, this is how you should walk. And look, Jeremiah is saying, look, just find one man. And he couldn't find it. So I'm going to go to the great men, to those who have known the way of the Lord and the judgment of their God. So how do you seek the old paths? You seek through wise counsel. You go to someone who is a great man, someone who has known the ways of the Lord, and allow them to influence you. Like, don't, don't just allow anyone to influence you. And look, obviously, we're a church family, but look, we're all on different levels here, right? I mean, if, if you should allow one person to influence you, it should be your pastor. You should, if you allow one lady to influence you, it should be your pastor's wife. Those who have known the way of the Lord, who have been serving the Lord for decades, and get, let, let them give you counsel. Because look, not everyone gives you wise counsel in life. You say, how, how do I know? How do I test the spirits? Well, if one leads you down this new path that is away from the old path, away from what the Bible actually says, and that is the wrong counsel. See, because all you need is just one man to help you become a better person or just one man to destroy your life, whoever you decide to listen to in life. And look, it's your choice. And these people, they says they have, they have, it says in verse three, O Lord, are not thy eyes open unto the truth? Thou hast stricken them, but they have not grieved. Thou hast consumed them, but they have refused to receive correction. Unwilling to be told you're wrong. So when it comes in life, you say, how do I seek the old paths? You got to seek wise counsel. And like your pastor gives you wise counsel. And you got to just learn to take the counsel if it's what the Bible says. You see why? Because look, that is the old path. That is the good way. That way will leave you rest, will lead you to rest in your life. You see, how do you ask for the old paths? You seek them and ask for them by prayer. You seek through wise counsel. But not just that, you seek the old paths through reading. Go to 2 Peter 1, if you would, 2 Peter chapter 1. You say reading, Oliver? Yes, reading. And look, we live in a day 
where the world, I mean, kids these days, unfortunately, don't even know how to read. You think that's God's doing? Now, we live in a day when kids don't even know how to read today. And now here's the thing. God gave us a book because God wants us to be smart. You see, how do, I, how do I walk those old paths? How do I seek those old paths? You seek the old paths through reading. 2 Peter 1, like verse number 2. 2 Peter 1, 2, the Bible says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you, notice, through the knowledge of God. And isn't that what we want? Grace and peace for God to give us in our lives? How's it done? It's done through the knowledge of God, through reading the Bible. And like, you will just grow as a person just in, in every aspect of life if you would just stop and just read. And especially if you would just read the Bible as a Christian. Like, that will give you so much wisdom and knowledge in life. You just read what the Bible says. But, but we live in a society that wants you to put that old-fashioned book away. Don't you know we have TikTok now and Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and all these just great things, these modern new ways, these new paths that you can become this great person in life? But God says, no, 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 that, that old-fashioned book, the King James Bible, that is the old, that is a good way. When you pick up the Word of God and you actually read it, and look, reading will just help you in life in general. You see, how do you seek the old paths? You seek the reading. Through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, verse 3, verse, verse number 3, according as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Again, notice, through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue. How is it done? It's done through the knowledge, verse 4, whereby are given unto us, notice, exceeding great and precious promises. Again, here we have, again, those hid treasures. Because people are like, I don't see those, I don't see those promises. Well, maybe you're not seeing it because you're not asking for it. You're not seeking it. You're not walking in his ways. But God says, look, I've given you exceeding great and precious promises through what? Through the knowledge of God, through reading the Bible. Notice verse 4, that by these you might be, be partakers of the divine nature, having, notice, escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. See, God wants you to escape the new path, escape the path of the world, escape the corruption that is in the world through lust, and be a partaker of the divine nature. And you say, how is it done? It's done through the knowledge of God, through you picking up the Bible and actually reading it. You say, where are these old paths? Well, they can be found if you would just pray to God and ask him for some, for some knowledge. Where are these old paths? They're given to you through wise counsel, through the preaching. They're also given to you through reading the Bible. Go back to Jeremiah 6, if you Jeremiah 6. You see, what does God want us to do? Well, God says, thus saith the Lord, standing in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. And number three, God wants us to walk in the old paths. Not only should we see and ask for the old paths, God wants us to walk in the old paths. Jeremiah 6, 16, again, Thus saith the Lord, stand in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And then he says, and walk therein. And this is where the rubber meets the road. Because you know what? It's, it's, it's not enough to stand and see. Well, I know what the Bible says. I hear what the preaching says. I know what Jeremiah says. I know what thus saith the Lord said. But where the rubber meets the road is where you just decide to walk therein. I'm like, this is a choice that you just got to make for yourself. And don't get so attached to people that you become conformed to somebody else, even in this church. You in your own personal life, you got to just decide, you know, I'm going to walk in what the Bible says. 
And if people around me don't want to do that, then that's up to them. You know, I'm not going to be dragged down by somebody who doesn't care what the Bible says. They disregard it. They're covetous. No. I'm going to just decide to walk in what the Bible says. And look, this is a choice you got to just decide in your mind and your heart for yourself. That you're just going to choose to walk in those old paths. Go to Jeremiah 18, if we're Jeremiah chapter 18. See, we should see the old paths. And just think about it. Look, this world who this world's not content. You see, how do, how do I know they're not content? Because they're always just coveting things. They have to have the new things. They disregard the word of God. They desire lies over truth. They're desensitized to sin. Look, when you walk in these old paths, you know what that brings you? It's going to bring you peace and joy in life. Jeremiah 18, look, verse number 11. Now therefore go to, speak to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, again, I frame evil against you and devise a device against you. And you know, we're in Jeremiah 18, but you think to yourself, why is Jeremiah preaching the same sermon? Because you know what? People are hard-headed. They got to hear the same thing again and again and again. And notice, return ye now everyone from his evil way, notice, and make your ways and your doings good. And look, what is the old path? Where is the good way? Again, Make your ways and your doings good. Verse 12, and they said, there is no hope. They're saying, look, there's no chance. There's, there's no, there's, they, they come to church saying, there's no chance I'm doing what the Bible says. There's no chance I'm going to walk in that way. There's just no chance. You know, that's fine for pastor because he's a pastor. Or that's fine for the staff because they're on staff. But we don't have to do that. We can walk in any way we want. They're saying, look, there's no chance, pastor, I'm going to do that. There's no hope. Again, verse 12, but we will walk after our own devices and we will do, everyone do the imagination of his evil heart. Choosing to not walk in those old paths. Choosing to walk after their own devices. Their own, I have my own plans, God. I have my own idea, Pastor. Oh, this new path of doing things is just so much better. It's not what the Bible says, but it's just this new path. I'm just going to walk this way. They're saying, like, there's no chance. Verse 13, Therefore, thus saith the Lord, Ask ye now among the heathen, who hath heard such things, the virgin of Israel hath done a very horrible thing. Will a man leave the snow of Lebanon, which cometh from the rock of the field? Or shall the cold flowing waters that come from another place be forsaken? Verse 15, Because my people hath forgotten me. What a sad statement. They have burned incense to vanity. Look, living a life that is just meaningless. And they have caused them to stumble in their ways, notice, from the ancient paths, from those old paths. You say, why? Because look, because they have forgotten the Lord. Because my people have forgotten me. They have burned incense to vanity, living a life that is just vain and void and empty. And they have caused themselves to stumble in their ways away from those ancient paths, away from the old paths away from what God had wanted them to do. Notice, to walk in paths in a way not cast up. To live a life that is not what God had intended for them. You see, what does God want us to do with these old paths? He wants us to see and ask, but he wants us to walk in those old paths. Is that when you come to church or you read the Bible or you know what God says, you just decide, you know, I'm going to make that change because I want to have a life that is pleasing to the Lord. I don't want it to be void or vain. I want to walk in those old paths. You got to just desire that and walk in those old ways. Go to Psalm 118. If you Psalm 118. See, God wants us to walk in the old paths. 
And this is a choice you got to just make for yourself. You go to Psalm 119, but in Psalm 81, 13, the Bible says, Oh, that my people had hearkened unto me, and Israel had walked in my ways. Again, God was saying, like, I just wish that my people would have just walked in my ways. Psalm 86, 11, the Bible says, Teach me thy way, O Lord, I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. Psalm 119, verse 1, the Bible says, Blessed are the undefiled in the way. Notice, who walk in the law of the Lord. And there's a, there's a, a lot of verses we could go to. It's just one where it says, those who are blessed are those who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they, verse 2, that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. And, you know, you read these verses and, of course, you think, oh, man, this is just going to consume my life. Well, you get the point. When Christ, who is our life, right? They also, verse 3, do no iniquity. Notice, they walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed, notice, to keep thy statutes. You see, what does God want us to do? He wants us to walk in his ways, to walk in the old paths, to be the Christian who not just knows what the Bible says, they hear what the Bible says, they hear Jeremiah ripping some face, and they say, you know what, yeah, I'm going to do, well, do what the Bible says. And while the majority of people are saying, you know what, we will not hear we will not hearken. You can be that one man who can become great, who can find that hid treasure hidden in a field, who God can take you somewhere where you never imagined in life because you chose to actually just walk in his path. Why? Because blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the Lord. Psalm 128, 1, the Bible says, Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. Look, if you want to be blessed in life, just decide, I'm going to walk in the ways of the Lord. Meaning, look, if it's what the Bible says, I'm going to do it. Whether it's some sin that you've just been in, just, you know, trying to defeat, pastor preaches against it, and just get it right. And just do what the Bible says, because I thought we were independent, fundamental Baptists that would just believe the Bible. And look, as Baptists, you know, we should put the Bible, the principles of the Bible above everything else, even our own desires, even our own traditions, even just above everything, right? What does God want us to do? He wants us to walk in those old paths. Go back to Jeremiah 6, if you Jeremiah chapter 6. So Jeremiah says this, Thus saith the Lord, standing in the way, and see and ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and walk therein. See, number one, we want to, we want to, God wants us to see the old paths. You see, what are the old paths? Those are the commandments of the Lord. Number two, he wants us to ask for the old paths, desire the path that is pleasing to God. Number three, he wants us to walk in the old paths. Number four, he wants us to rest in the old paths. Jeremiah 6, 16, again, thus saith the Lord, standing in the ways and see and ask for the old paths, where is the good way and walk therein. Notice, and ye shall find rest for your souls. You know, what a great promise from God that you will find rest for your souls. You know, what is that? That's a life of peace. That's a life of just tranquility, of calm. And isn't this, I mean, this is life that is self-satisfied. And look, we all want to be satisfied in life, which is why we want the stuff, which is why we just have to have those things, which is why we need the entertainment, because we were looking for satisfaction. But God says, look, if you will walk in those old paths, look, you will find rest for your souls. Go back to Matthew chapter 11, if you would, Matthew 11. 
See, God wants us to rest in the old paths. Matthew chapter 11. While you go to Matthew 11, in Isaiah 26, 3, the Bible says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Matthew 11, look at verse 28. The Bible says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Notice, and I will give you rest. It says, Take my yoke upon you, notice, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. Notice, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. You know, there is a peace of God that only the Bible can give you. The satisfaction in life. I mean, could you imagine being satisfied in your position, wherever that is? wherever you live, whatever clothes you're wearing. Imagine being just satisfied and content with what you have. You see, how is that done? It's not done through a gadget. It's not done through anything outside the world that has to offer. It's done through what? Well, Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, you're heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. He said, take my yoke upon you, notice, and learn of me. Learn of Jesus. And this is, what, this is what we need. We need to just come to church, read the Bible, hear what the Bible says, walk in his ways, and be conformed into the image of his dear son and learn about Jesus more and more and become more like him. And when you do that, look, you will find rest in your life. Because, look, the opposite of rest is a life of chaos, a life that is dissatisfied. And, look, this is the world that we live in today, a life of chaos and dissatisfaction. But that ought not to be us. Verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You see, what does God want us to do? He wants us to rest in the old paths. You know God wants to bless you in life. I mean, I, I praise God that he wants to bless me in life. You know, and I want those blessings, and you want those blessings. But look, those blessings come when you decide to walk in the old paths, to see and stand in the ways and ask and desire for them, and be the person who's willing to just walk down the paths of what the Bible says so that God can give you rest. Go to John 10, if you would. John 10. Two more verses will be done. John chapter number 10. Like you got to be careful of the new paths, of the new current paths that take you away from these old paths. John chapter number 10. And like, while you, and like people, the world would, would balk at what our pastor says, that it's so traditional, it doesn't work today. But you know what? God, God's truths work in every year, in whatever year it is. And look, God wants to bless us in life. And look, God wants to give us a life that only he can offer us. This treasure hidden in the field. John 10, look verse 10. The Bible says, The thief cometh not before to steal and to kill and to destroy. And look, you got to see that this is what the devil wants for your life. When he takes you on a new path away from those old paths. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to kill your contentment. He wants to destroy your life. But notice, I am come that they might have life. And, and that they might have it, notice, more abundantly. You see, God wants to bless you. How is it done? It's sent through the old paths. You say, what should I do tonight? Well, you should stand, ye in the ways, and see, open your eyes to the truth of what's out there, to the paths of life, to the new path that takes you away from the old paths. See and ask for the old paths. You have to desire the path that is pleasing to God, the path of just obeying the commandments of the Lord. You say, why? It says, where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. 
Sadly, God's people said, but they said, we will not walk therein. And like that, not to, not, not to be you. You got to say, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to walk there. You say, why? Because God wants to bless you and give you life and give you life more abundantly and bless you in whatever area you have. So walk in those old paths so that God can bless you in life. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this evening. God, I thank you for your word and for our church, for everyone that's here. I pray that you be with each and every one of our lives. Help us to please you more and to walk in your ways and just uh, thank you for your mercy and for your long suffering towards us, God. And I pray that you bless our church, that you protect our pastor and his family as they're away. Just uh, be with them and bring them home safely, God. And thank you for our new church property. I pray that you be with the work over there. Help everything to get done. And I just thank you for all the blessings you've given us. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so before we close, uh, just a reminder is that if you're a lady, you want to sign up to bring a meal for the Dios family, please see my wife after the service. Thank you. <laughs>